Hello, you're listening to your favorite podcast, Not Another Sports Podcast. And before we start our episode, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to all the fans who've been supporting us to this time. And if you're a new fan or just now listening, uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Another Sports Podcast and at Twitter, N underscore A underscore S underscore Podcast. Now enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Me and my co-host, Kevin and Jordan. Hello, what's up? This is Kevin. Yes, sir. And this is Jordan. Yes, sir. And unlike last episode, which we forgot, we're going to kick it off with something positive around here. Uh, my something positive for this week is shout out to good sleep, man. I got me some good sleep these last couple days. Been um, out here, KO. Well, well rested after that um whatever you want to call that over Super Bowl, but um, we back. Shout out to good rest and good sleep. Um, I said the positive of the week is just more life. Um, every day is a blessing to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep going, guys. Free food, tasty. Burr. Um, my something positive. Shout out to Jalen. That man put on a show on the biggest stage. Shout out to him. Um, he definitely gave people um, a reason to believe that he can um, be a winning quarterback. Um, I always felt that he could be, but it's cool to see other people recognize that now. So shout out to him. Yes, sir. Um, and with that being said, we're going to kick off our weekly recap. And of course, we got to recap the Super Bowl, um, the biggest event in the last uh, month. Shout out to, um, congratulations to the Chiefs, even though the NFL does what it does and stepped in and made a call for themselves, but whatever. Um, like I said in the last episode, I just wish they would have just let the players play, you know, and not um, stepped in, refs um, involving themselves way too much. And we've had this problem all season, so it don't really surprise me. But um, the NFL uh, spent over two years developing grass for it to be trash. Literally everybody, I don't understand what they paint the field for. That's stupid. Like. Y'all, y'all had grass all season there, and then y'all decided to paint the grass so it looked great on TV. Yeah, it looked great, but your players can't don't have any stability. So you have players changing cleats at halftime. It's not like um, college or high school where you have walkthroughs on the day before the game on the game field. No, you don't get to touch that field until like walk to pregame warmups for whatever reason, but. You know, shout out to the NFL, I guess. The field looked great, even though. <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, the Eagle. I mean, the Chiefs won 34-31. Um, basically, walk-off field goal. Um, I don't know, it was a pretty good game. But the NFL got to get fix their rep problem because this is getting out of hand. But how y'all feel about the Super Bowl? It went 
exactly how I said it was gonna go. If y'all watch um, or listen to our last episode previewing the Super Bowl, I said if we talk strictly football, the Eagles are a better team. They have been the better team. Top to down, they have more talent. And in this past Super Bowl, we seen just that, that the Philadelphia Eagles were a better team than the Kansas City Chiefs. They have more talent at receiver. They have more talent at linebacker. They have more talent in the defensive backfield. Um, the only place they did have the more talent at is at running back. Uh, Miles Sanders was a shell of himself. Um, didn't get much from Kenneth Garnell. Didn't get much from Boston Scott, although he he did go over eight yards for my prize picks. So shout out to him for that. But overall, I did, and I did say after that, I wouldn't be surprised if we sitting here after the game talking about how spectacular Patrick Mahomes is and how he did some miracle type thing and came back and won the game, and which we are here today talking about. Um, I do believe it's kind of fishy. I believe in the script. Um, I'm glad I was right about it because you can see it a broad day daylight but shout out to the Chiefs two championships in five years it's mm. not bad it's not bad Patrick Mahomes is on his way I will consider Patrick Mahomes a top eight quarterback of all time not top five definitely not top two definitely not top one I mean Chris Broussard said top three already uh, there's a lot of people on ESPN this today was saying he's top three. He he's top three, or he's the greatest of all time. And let's be real, Patrick Mahomes has pr- arguably the best start to a career besides probably Tom Brady. But if you wanna let's if you wanna get technical, Patrick Mahomes has been outperformed in every Super Bowl he has played in by the opposing quarterback. Uh, every single one. Every single one, including the ones he won. So I just want everybody to. I would like, say it's. Be- well, no, Jimmy G didn't expect really outplay Jimmy him, but G I would was say especially. He was, he, he was right there with him. He was one overthrow away from beating Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, so they was they was going. Actually, he was tagging off on Patrick Mahomes until he, he started coming back. Yeah, but you also have to remember, this is from the perspective of a guy who literally only saw the play where he overthrew him. I woke up, saw that play, and went right back to sleep. <laughs> But that's why first that's my first argument is the fact that Patrick Mahomes has been outplayed in every Super Bowl he has been in. Um, two, he has a long way to go to even be considered the best regular season um, quarterback of all time, which is Peyton Manning, which is Drew Brees. He has a long way to go to pass their numbers. He has a long way to go in passing Tom Brady in Super Bowl rings. He has performed poorly in Super Bowls, which it's hard to put him in front of Joe Montana, who has a clean resume in Super Bowls, no interceptions, and 4-0. It's hard to put him against It's hard to say he's better than Aaron Rodgers right now, because Aaron Rodgers has five regular season MVPs. So, it's a lot of work for um, Patrick Mahomes to do to get to that top five. 
he has a nice start right now with Kansas City, but let's give him some more time. He's in year six. Six years from now, we could be having a different story. I mean, a different conversation. So I say top eight, guys. I don't think that's disrespectful. Um. Well, my takeaway from the Super Bowl would be that I felt like my boy Jalen ate. Shout out to him. Um, of course, it was a very, very costly turnover. But I'm not going to just sit here and dwell on the fact that he turned the ball over. Um, Early in the game when they were still up by two scores. So, Well, no, they were up by a touchdown. That They were driving, which would have put them up by two touchdowns. But it, that turnover tied the game. But um, he came back on the very next drive, drove the ball down, and scored a touchdown. So, I mean... Yes, I would have liked him to have played a completely clean game, but at the end of the day, I I can't put that game that loss on Jalen. Like, other than that one play, what did he do wrong? Other than underthrowing Smitty on a play on a drive where he scored a touchdown and got the two point conversion on the next play, right? <laughs> so like, they didn't really waste no time for real. Um, I, I don't know, man. I. I feel like, like I was telling Penny, like, even if he didn't fumble the ball, they would have found something to complain about. Even if they would have won, they would have found something to complain about. So, I don't know. I feel like you just got to tune those people out, really. And after Monday on Twitter, I got past it. But, I mean, on uh, Facebook. But, I I don't know, man. I It's something about Cowboys fans. They feel like they can talk the loudest for whatever reason. Like, they're like... I don't know. They're like Auburn fans. Like, why Why would... What makes you think that I want to hear you talk about your team who was sitting at home for the 25th straight year? Like, why are you bragging about somebody else beating a team that you lost to in the se- in this season? You had an opportunity to play them in the NFC Championship, but you went to bed against a rookie quarterback who was the last pick of the draft. Why are y'all, why are y'all talking? Like, go sit down and be quiet. Post a meme if you want to talk. But don't come on my status talking about uh, Jalen Choke because he didn't. Your quarterback threw two picks. Let's talk about that. You don't want to do that. But other than that, I feel like it was a great game. Shout out to Pat for pushing through the fake injury, um, <laughs> making sure the narrative was intact. Um, it was a great halftime show by Rihanna. Shout out to her. Um yeah. Hey, man. Shout out to Rihanna. Seven years off. Came back. Gave us a great show. And she announced that she's with child again. I give it a five, too. ASAP Rocky. Please, dude. Please. Alright, what's next? Um, (laughs) But yeah, last thing on the Super Bowl. The Eagles, great season. Great season. Jalen Hurts played a magnificent game. Uh, yeah, he had a turnover or whatever, but it's, it's a game. Stuff like that happens. It's about how you bounce back from it. I don't think that was nowhere near the reason why they lost that game. So he he made he made up for that and then some. So shout out to Jalen. Shout out to Devontae Smith for showing that all of that talk was um, dismissed after this season. He's too small to play in the NFL. How will he hold up? He was getting smacked around this season. I don't watch them a few games. And in the Super Bowl, he was getting smacked around. 
he always make plays though and he's always on the field he, he finds a way to make plays and stay and stay healthy so and shout out to aj brown i was saying before the game aj brown deserved it he a dog he um he deserved that moment that he had when he scored that touchdown and it's kind of sad that the better team wasn't you know blessed with the uh the oscar to win but shout out to them and shout out <laughs> Shout out to the, the Chiefs though. It's two Gators on the team that got a championship, so Wow. That breaks the streak of Alabama players winning the Super Bowl as well. Dang. Go Gators. Nobody played for the Chiefs. That's great. Yep. Um <laughs> Shout out to AJ Brown because he basically told um Juju that uh, Patrick Mahomes saved his career. <laughs> he said he was on the way out the league, uh, TikTok boy. <laughs> yeah, TikTok boy. I mean, I get it, but Juju, he needs to like learn a better way to trash talk because like you can trash talk because you won, you on the team, you the champion. But don't be going after people like you, that guy, like you, like you did something in that game. That game was won by Patrick Mahomes, Scott Moore, Ty, Tyrese, uh, Travis Kelsey, and um, Looney. That game was won by Kadarius Tony, um, Nick Bolton. Shout out to him. I learned that's another one of those players <laughs> that I've learned through Madden. Um, I drafted him in one of my rebuilds. I think it was the Eagles. Can't remember, but um, yeah. Shout out to him. Um, but other than those two, ain't nobody really do nothing for real. Travis Kelsey, um, shout out to him as well. He showed up. He, I think he had like seven straight uh, postseason games with a touchdown. Um, but for real, other than those three, I'm gonna give uh, Mahomes credit for those touchdowns because he threw them. But. Well, we, I don't know. Those were more offensive coordinator touchdowns than uh, Patrick Mahomes touchdowns. What are we ranking Tra- Travis Kelsey all the time? I mean, I don't know. I, I, If you want to put him one, that's fine. If you want to put him two behind whoever you want to put one, that's fine as well. I don't really, I don't really think of tight ends like that. So I don't have a, a list to give you. Um, I didn't really watch up before like 06, 07. So the only people I can give you is Tony Gonzalez and um, Rob Gronkowski. Well, Tony Gonzalez is the greatest tight end all time, just off of like LeBron type career thing. And then I would say uh, Travis Kelsey because of his playoff record and what he done in the playoff. Then Rob Gronkowski at three and Shannon Sharp at four. And that fifth spot can be George Kittle. A bunch of people. Not not all the time. Nah. Still got like people like Dallas Goddard. Uh what's his name? They used to play for the Cowboys. Um Jason Witten. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a, there's a few people that could that fight for that uh fifth spot. But Travis Kelsey with the numbers he put in in the playoffs, regular season, Super Bowl rings, I definitely have to say he made his way to being the top two tight end all time with Shannon Sharp being the third. And, yeah. Where would y'all rank Andy Reid? 
again, 06, don't have much to go on. So, take that with a grain of salt. Um, I don't sit here and... I'm, I'm, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, I'm not the list guy. I don't care. <laughs> like, whatever you want to rank them, rank them. Like, I don't care enough to just sit around and think of lists. But people do. People who listen and want to know where we rank them. I'm not the guy to give you a list. So pass that off to y'all. I give Andy Reid, you know, top 10. Um, Got a lot of, I won't say top five or anything like that. Um, Okay. Well, I would like to hear your five. Bill Belichick. Jimmy Johnson, uh, Vince Lombardi. Who we talking? Who we talking? Tony Dungy. And I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin. Anyway, um, we'll move right along. The NBA All Star Week is this week. So, here's that. I put that. All that means is, um, Katie and Devin Booker and their mama's back. Um, I'm going to tune in to the All-Star game, literally, because we have no more sports. It's the only thing we got on, right? So, and, um, that means, uh, Saturday, ABC, Showtime, or whatever it's called, uh, Primetime. Um, NBA games are now, um, part of the schedule. Big shout out to the Lakers. They won, um, the first one. But... Yeah, how do y'all feel about the All-Star game? It's, it's going to be like how it was last year. <clears throat> like how it's been in recent years. Before halftime, everybody going to be pulling from half court. Is Damon All-Star this year? Yes. So him and Steph going to be shooting. Well, Steph hurt Damon. Steph's not it. Ah, well, we need another shooter who's going to challenge Dame for the half court track competition like that. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's going to be a Dame show without Steph. Unless Lucas started throwing him up. But um, I think the All-Star game is going to be pretty entertaining. I like the player pool. I like the fact that they're picking a team right before the game. So it gives you like that street pickup game type vibe. I think we got people in the All-Star game that actually wants to be there. That's going to show out and uh, put on a show. I think LeBron is trying to keep his undefeated record in the All-Star game with the new format. And then they pointed out to Giannis that he hasn't won a game in the All-Star game against LeBron. So knowing Giannis' competitive spirit, he's going to want to pick a team that's going to actually help him get a dub against LeBron because he said it on TNT the other day. He's like, I, I don't want to get swept by LeBron. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting. I think we're going to be looking at one of the best all-star games we had in a minute. I ain't talking about the three-point contest or the dunk contest, but I know for the all-star game in particular, for sure, we in for a good all-star game. Um, I hope it's lit. Um, I watch, I think Jaws is a starter. Yes, he is, because Hawks fans have been complaining about it on Twitter. Um... But yeah, I hope that um, that it's a good game. I hope that Ja actually gets a decent amount of run, so I'm not watching it for no reason. Um, but yeah, 
other than that, um, it's just another basketball game in my opinion. Um, I like the new format. I like the fact that they actually kept the format. Um, they're actually playing for something. They're not just out there running around, actually trying to win the quarters. Um, but other than that, I really, I mean, it is what it is. I wonder how they put that on the scoreboard. That's all I'm saying. Like, I know how they show it on TV, but like if you actually there, how do they put that on the scoreboard? What? Like how you win by the quarter. You know how you win by the quarter, but you still, um, they still have the overall score. I'm sure they just put I'm, the overall score. Yeah. And they have like something on the screen. Uh-huh. Next point win, something like that. Like how they doing the big three. Yeah, <laughs> my fault. <laughs> we had another topic. <laughs> um, well, yes. Um, before we get out of the weekly recap, this man Sean Payton um, went to Denver. He basically told Russ his team is not invited into the building. Don't even try it. Um, I like it because apparently that was the problem last year and when his last couple of seasons in uh, Seattle. You got to come in there and change the culture. Hey, bro. No one man is bigger than the team. So, um, hopefully, hopefully, um, they do something. Because, boy, I was an advocate that it takes more than one year to win, to learn a um, system. But Daniel Hackett had to get up out of there. So, I feel like that was a move that they wanted to make at the beginning. Because, most people know it takes more than one year to learn the system. And I feel like he was the fall guy for that. But, you know, that was a new owner's group. So they, I don't think they wanted to, to play with it. It is. It's a way. But anyway, how y'all feel about uh, Sean Payton and um, <laughs> Russ and Denver? Um, <laughs> I think Sean Payton can save Russ. Honestly, um, if Russ buys into the system, get over his little ego, his little arrogance, and understand that he's a good quarterback. He's not the great quarterback that he was. He can still be a good quarterback in this league, even with the diminishing skills as he's aged, since he has been the most sat quarterback, most hit quarterback since he came in the league. I think he can still be a pocket passer, make some scrambling moves out the pocket, give him a running back, and let him feast off a of play action where he's at his best. I think we're looking at a better and improved Russell Wilson. And I think Sean Payton is the right guy for it. It's just if he buys into it. Now, if Russell Wilson doesn't buy into it, I can see this being a, dis- a disaster, and it won't be Sean Payton who leaves. It will be Russ, and he will not have another gig anymore as a starting quarterback, and his career will be in ruins. So, me personally, don't believe that will happen with Russell Wilson. I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. I think he's going to you know, show that he still got some juice left. Um, and I think this little... Um, marriage with him and Sean Payton is going to look look pretty good. I don't, it's not going to look like Sean Payton and Drew Brees, obviously. But I think it's going to look pretty good. 9-10 win season. And who knows what happens when they get in the playoffs with their defense and their weapons on the offensive end. Um, yeah, I don't think this team is that good. 
I've, I've been saying this for a few years now. I don't know. Is what, it because of him, Russ, or no? I didn't. The defense. I, I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were that good before Russ got there. Y'all kept saying that they were quarterback away. I said we'll see. They Maybe got Russ. Away. I guess, but I mean that's their fault. Nobody told them to try to recruit Aaron Rodgers with Nathaniel Hackett. I don't know who told them that that was a good idea or that that was going to work, but it doesn't make sense to try to recruit a player that's under contract with a coach. That's just yes, like that that made no sense at all. So of course you're going to fire the coach after a year because he was never part of the he wasn't it never was going to work with Russ in, in the first place. So of course you're going to fire him. But I understand why. Um, I mean, I I get why Sean Payton came in trying to um, swing his hammer because he had to show that he's in charge and nobody's gonna change the culture. Nobody's above the law or whatever. But I I don't know. I I don't. I've watched more than enough Saints games to know that Sean Payton has been extremely overrated this offseason. Like, I don't know where all this hype is coming from. Like, if we really want to be honest about it, Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy are the exact same coach. Mm. Um, are they? Mm-mm. Yes, the exact same coach. Um, Get to the playoffs and then... Wait. Find a way to wet the bed. No year after year after year. What... Have we seen Mike McCarthy have multiple seven and nine seasons with a Hall of Fame quarterback? Mm-hmm. Multiple. Okay. Have we seen um, Sean Payton have multiple seven and nine seasons? Well, it, they were like seven and nine, eight and eight, missing years, the playoffs. They didn't have a defense, offense. Okay, so what? Offense, well, no well, well, if we just get Aaron Rodgers a. A, def- a defense, a <laughs> kicker, a receiver. Okay, so, like I said, Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy are the exact same coach. I don't get where all this hype is coming from. Like, I've seen them wet the bed. And we can blame Drew Brees. We could. But if we're going to blame, um, uh, what's, what's, Dan Quinn. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan and all them, we're going to have to start blaming Sean Payton for some of his mistakes in the playoffs. I I, I don't know, bro. We'll, we'll see. Y'all kept saying they were a coach, uh, quarterback away, and we saw how that worked out. Now it's they, were, they didn't have the right coach. They, that's what they need. I personally, me personally, I just don't think they're that good. I don't think they're that good of a team. They also don't have an offensive line. It's that great. That's true. That being said, we're going to move right along to genius or BS. NFL Awards um, came out, I think that was Thursday, last Thursday before the Super Bowl. Um, This man, Dino Smith, won uh, Comeback Player of the Year. I think that's a good pick. Nobody thought, pretty much everybody thought Dino Smith was going to be out the league. And they thought the Seahawks were gonna be trash this year. They weren't gonna make the playoffs. They were gonna win like six games. And um, they, and yes, they did get the brakes beat off of them by the 49ers, but they did secure. Oh, no, they won. Yeah, they, they won. No, they, they secured a wild card spot when nobody thought they were gonna be there. Granted, 
Um, if the Packers win in week 17, they don't make the playoffs. But that's not the point we're talking about here. Shout out to Geno Smith. Um, before I... Oh. But, um, what else was the worst with the rundown? That's oh, we're going to do it one by one. Okay. But um, before I give my answer, what um, what exactly is he coming back from? That's what I was about track. to say. Not most, not most improved, but comeback? Yeah, I, I don't get that one. Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna go with BS. He came back from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my question, but I didn't want to ask bed. it like that. But I'm gonna go with BS because I don't feel like he's coming back from anything. They wrote him off. He ain't right back. Remember? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I I don't want to. Came back from that. <laughs> I don't want to get too much into this because it's it, at the end of the day, it's comeback player of the year. I'm not trying to hate too much, but I mean, it's, if the story matches up to the comeback player of the year, it means something. But I don't right. think it means nothing with Gino right if now. If you want to say Saquon, then yes, yeah, I would, that would be my pick. But no, I'm gonna go with BS. Yeah, um, he came team. back from getting punched in the jaw by that. Did he though? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree that it's BS. Okay, man. Um, next up, we got Coach of the Year. Shout out to Brian Damon. Uh, I would say, I said, I feel like that's genius. Yeah, he um, he had his team right there, but I mean, they just ran into the Eagles. That's, I, I mean, they got the break speed off of them twice this year before that game. And then in the playoffs, it was the same thing. Literally the same thing. So, um, I mean, he, he had Danny Dimes looking like a uh, NFL quarterback finally. So, I feel like that that's uh, that was a good pick. I I think it's genius as well. The Giants won a playoff game. They did. They won a playoff game. Got in the playoffs and won a playoff game. And if they had a more confident quarterback that wasn't so inconsistent. Probably could have stood a chance in that game, honestly, because the defense was there, running back was there. It just needs a couple of receivers and a quarterback. But unless Daniel Jones can be consistent. But uh, I agree. Nobody seen the Giants doing what they was doing and actually maintain it. So, hell of a year for him. We are Giants. Genius. Um... Yeah, I'm gonna go genius, only because I couldn't think of who I said should have won it instead. I can't, I can't honestly think of anybody off the top of my head. I probably should have wrote it down, but I did it. Um, but yeah, like everybody said, got a really trash team. Well, not trash, but a team that didn't have much going for themselves into the playoffs. Um, with a trash quarterback. Um, and I feel like even though the Vikings probably beat themselves, I feel like the the Giants had so much pedigree throughout the season that you can't just as, assume that, even though Kirk Cousins is Kirk Cousins. Um, but that being said, I do feel like this is one of those years where they're either going to have to find a quarterback in free agency or it's going to be a big drop-off into next year. Uh, 
because I don't see them replicating that with Daniel Jones. They are going to have to upgrade. Unless they get some receivers. If they can get some receivers, I don't see why not Daniel Jones can't be the guy. Because if you asking Daniel Jones, be the guy, take me to the promised land. That's not him. But I can, looking at him in the playoffs and towards the end of the season, you get him some number one type receivers, maybe a Odell, somebody, maybe a T. Higgins. You do that and see what he does. Hmm. Maybe. Um, Garrett Wilson, the receiver from the Jets, won uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. He finished with... 83 catches for 1,103 yards um, and 4 TDs. I don't think that's... I, I feel like those are pretty solid numbers, especially for a rookie, though. Um, it's veteran receivers that don't get those type of... Veteran number one receivers that don't have those type of numbers. So, I definitely um, feel like you put up um, good numbers. Shout out to the Jets. They want offensive and defensive um, kidding but... Still in mid-playoff. Yeah, how y'all feel about that one? Um, granted, I don't watch no Jets games. That's why I had to look up the stats. But. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't watch the Jets, so I can't tell you if he was good or not. I've seen a couple of Jets games. Um, and I, I watched them at Ohio State, so... Uh, I don't want to say great, but really good um, receiver. Uh, nice hands, nice route running, uh, plays hard. And he pretty much was out there every game when he had a consistent quarterback. He he produced when he had a quarterback that was out there, you know, actually looking like he know how to play NFL ball. Garrett Wilson produced, so I'm not mad at him. Winning it, I would prefer Chris Olave um, to win the won the award, but they do count injuries against you when it comes to these awards. Clearly, and he missed like the last three games. Three, he missed like the last three, um, three of five games to end the season. He still finished with a thousand yards. He finished with like seven touchdowns. Um, so imagine if he didn't miss those three, four games. He he already finished with a thousand yards, playing less games than Garrett Wilson. So it would have been twice that. So I think with that even being the case, Chris Olave should have got um, a little bit more love. Um, like I hinted at, Sauce Gardner won uh, Defense Rookie of the Year. Shout out to him, man, because it's already hard enough to play corner in the NFL. As you see, if you test the man, even even if it's before five yards, like the quote-unquote holding penalty in the Super Bowl, um, they still going to throw a flag. If you touch the receiver at all, I mean, bro, if I, if, if I had the opportunity to go to the league, I would definitely switch positions to receiver because, bro, it just takes away from the whole they call it a physical game unless you play in defense, and then it's not physical. But how y'all, um, how y'all feel about Sauce Gardner winning uh, defense rookie of the year? Truly deserved. Sauce Gardner is that dude. I got a song called Sauce Gardner coming out on my new tape. <laughs> uh, 
Happy gave up a touchdown in nearly three years from coming back from college to the league and man coverage. He really is a lockdown cornerback. He really is a uh, high personality, low-key, chill guy as well. At the same time, he brings flair and swagger with the sauce chain and the grills and everything. But he has a calm demeanor. He know he's humble. And uh, he go out there and get it. And he made a big spark, him and Quentin Williams and among others on that defensive front that um, changing the culture in New York. So, And he's, his personality is built from New York. So shout out to Sauce Gardner. He's only going to get better. Um, I mean, I guess it's genius. Who, who else? Who else was there to give it? The defensive end, uh, the cornerback for Seattle, King. He he uh, elite as well. I'm um I'm mad his name escaped me, but he's um elite as well. He's very elite as well. Right. <laughs> I ain't got. I am trying to remember his name. I think it's Tyreek. I think it's Tyreek King. If I'm not mistaken. I don't have my phone in front of me to check. But he was a close second to Sauce Gardner. Mm. Um, Justin Jefferson was the offensive player of the year, which is kind of weird because the MVP was uh, was an offensive player, but whatever. Um. Hey man, Kirk Cousins is his quarterback. That's all I got to say. You got any kind of numbers with Kirk Cousins? You um, you doing something all right? And they got a lot more talent on that team than just him. So he out there eating. No, I think it's genius, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, is this is basically. The, the best non-quarterback award. So, I mean, I feel like it is what it is. He was the best non-quarterback, I guess. Um, he had a really good season. I feel like most of that was because the, the Vikings were playing catch-up a lot of the season. But, I mean, he got the job done. Shout out to him. Like Brendan said, it's not just him out there, so... I mean, he still was very productive in the stack lineup. Uh, I'm gonna say genius as well. Um, the, um, for both points that Jordan and Brandon made, this man almost eclipsed 2,000 yards. He was the go-to for Kirk Cousins. He made things happen. He was a lot of the reason why the Vikings won 10, 11 games this past season. So. I truly can't be mad at the fact that he won this award. Uh, Tyreek Hill, also, if Tyreek Hill would have got into the playoffs, I think he would have had a better shot at it as well because he he eclipsed 1,700 yards. He wasn't too far off from Justin Jefferson, and he was playing with Tua, Matt Matt Moore, etc. So you got to put a lot of respect on Tyreek, especially coming from that same 
system in Kansas City and all of the narratives around Patrick Mahomes is like, how he going to do it without Tyreek? And he did it without Tyreek. And he looked better than he did with Tyreek. Well, Tyreek got the same thing. I went to a different quarterback and he done had concussions and injuries to his ankles. And I still clipped 1,700 yards. And I had the best season of my career without Patrick Mahomes. So, Mm. Who's the defensive player in here? Joe Nick Bosa. Uh, um, um, I don't know. Apparently, old boy from the Chiefs had like seventeen sacks or something. Um, what's the what's the guy from the Chiefs name? Chris Long. Not Chris Long. Chris Long. Ah, well, yeah. Who's my phone's for a minute? I know what I'm talking about, though. The one, um, Jason Kelsey was blocking him. Apparently, he had a good year, so. And he's a nose tackle. Chris Jones? That's what I'm saying, isn't it? Research department. I thought that was his day. I'm trying to see. Right, yes. Um, I feel like it's... I mean, I, I, I guess it's genius. I, dude, I don't really care, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> you, defense is be, much harder to pick. Like, there are wars. People care about them. Like, it gets you incentives and whatnot. I feel like Micah Parsons was a really good player. I feel like Miles Garrett was a really good player. I, I don't really know what y'all want. Like, um, I feel like the people who voted... Like we we do this with pretty much every um, sport. Voters suck. They don't. I feel like they don't watch the game. They don't. They just rely on stats and what the media is telling them. So, I mean, I don't. Did they get it right? Probably not. Are they ever gonna get it right? Probably not. <laughs> uh. I'm going to say BS. There's nothing wrong with Nick Bosa winning defensive player of the year. I just wouldn't do it. I would say Michael Parsons. You can put Michael Parsons at any part on the defense and he'll make an impact. Um, I feel like he kind of opens his mouth a little bit too much so people don't really like him. Stuff like that. But if I had to pick anybody for defensive player of the year, I definitely would have went with Michael Parsons because his impact on the game and his numbers and his efficiency when he's on the field for the Dallas Cowboys and the inefficiency of the Dallas defense when he's off the field is drastic. And Nick Bosa is is amazing, but I think he missed a couple of games this season as well. And I just don't think his the defense overall for San Francisco is 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 great. I just don't think his impact impact on that 49ers defense matches the impact that Michael Parsons impact has on the Cowboys. And of course, um, this man, Patrick Mahomes, won the MVP. That was a perfect attendance award. There's nothing. There's no other way you can put that because if you look at um, the games Jalen played in and the games that he didn't play in. Those are three lo- well, two of the three losses. When uh, Jalen played, they were great. 
when he didn't play, they weren't. So, why we still call him the most valuable player award? Why don't we just name it after a dead former player like, mm-hmm. at this point? Because it clearly does not mean most valuable. That's my rant on uh, the MVP award. Yeah, um, I said this like week six, week seven, or whenever we. No, it was um, right before the playoffs. But I, I feel like Saquon was the MVP. I don't feel like Patrick Mahomes was the most valuable player. Was he very valuable to his team? Yes. Was he extremely valuable? Yes. Was he the most valuable? No. So, rank him third and keep it moving. It's not like... We have to go to the the best quarterback on the best team who played every single game. Like, no. Who didn't throw any picks at all. Like, bro, stop doing that. Like, give it to the best player. And if he doesn't play quarterback, that's fine. If he just so happens to be the best player and he also plays quarterback, that's fine as well. But I, I really don't understand, like, this fascination with quarterbacks winning MVP. I don't even know when it started. Like, this is ridiculous. The um, quarterback-driven league, as they say. But then as soon as the quarterback don't get it done, they find a way to blame everybody else. Like, I don't, I don't. Uh, I'm going to say BS. Not saying that Patrick Mahomes doesn't deserve um, the MVP. I just feel like a couple of more people had a better um, story plot to it, in my personal opinion. Uh, I feel Jalen Hurts should have won the uh, MVP. He's been the best player all season. He went from a rookie who's been doubted to actually leading the team to, what, 15-1, 16-1 record. Uh, Missed two games, and you can see the drastic change in their offense without him, which furthers the case for MVP, not hinders it because he got hurt in a sport where people get hurt, and he didn't miss a whole bunch of time. He just missed a couple of games. Like, you fought somebody for a couple of games in a grueling 17, 18-week schedule. I feel like that's pretty petty. Feel pretty scripty if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jalen Hurts showed he was the MVP, and I feel like Joe Burrow should have finished second because the team started one and four. Joe Burrow had surgery in the offseason and really didn't heal. He just hopped back in, he hopped back in, and you could see that he was still recovering. He was rusty. He didn't play any playoff. I mean preseason games. The team started one and four. Was really sinking. Um, looking like they had a Super Bowl like hangover, and Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and then the crew. Um, well, not even Jamar Chase. It was just Joe Burrow and T. Higgins. T. Higgins held the ship down without J- Jamar Chase there, and Joe Burrow made it work with just T. T. Higgins. And I feel like that should have deserved a little bit more recognition in the MVP race because they started one and four. And they didn't, and I think they ended the season with four losses, if I'm not mistaken. That's crazy. That is that is crazy. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and lastly, this man KD is going back to number 35. Hey man, pick a number. Pick a number, bro. I get it. You um you changing teams again, you wanna re-identify yourself. You don't wanna have nothing to do with um you wanna forget about that whole fiasco that was the Brooklyn Nets, but yeah, just pick a number, bro. I'm tired of buying new jersey. Um, I'm the exact opposite. I think it's genius. Shout out to him. I definitely wasn't going to get another jersey. Um, but since it's 35, I'm going to get one. I don't have a 35 KD. Um, the Suns also have a lot of fine uniforms. So I feel like it's a perfect storm. Uh, uh, I'm not I don't care about KD's number. Get healthy, my boy, and try to win another ring with a super team and try to say you're better than Braun. <laughs> um, moving right along to our penalty kick segment. Um, roll Tide. Alabama's number one in the nation. We also play Tennessee um, tomorrow. So, there's that. Um, but if we're going to continue to win... We got to play better than we did Saturday against Auburn. They they shot like 35% was in that game until like the last minute and a half. We got to stay, we got to keep teams off of the free throw line. Play defense without fouling. Um, and also make shots. Please make shots. Remember, this is uh, basketball now. Everybody, everybody and their mama has three-point shooters. I mean, yes, we... Um, and play, uh, play in transition. Stop trying to get set up in the half court. Go, run. Get out and run. But shout out to Alabama. You gotta, um, like I said, hopefully they don't burn out. Because this is the part of the schedule where teams start to burn out and fall off. So, roll time. Let's keep it going. We got the SEC, champ- um, SEC tournament. In about three weeks, and then the NCAA tournament starts in about a month. So let's go. I'm tired. Um, I haven't watched probably more than maybe a half of Alabama basketball. So there's not much I could tell you other than the fact that they beat Houston, which is why they're number mm. one. Shout out to that. Um, but um, I might watch tomorrow night. I don't know. Can't commit to it, but um, yeah, I feel like they're um, they're a really good basketball team. They deserve to be number one in the country. Shout out to them. Um, hopefully, they don't get to the tournament and stink it up. But mm-hmm. only time will tell. Uh, I don't have much to say on college basketball mm-hmm. right now. I do all of my analyzing at the end of February when it's time for the brackets. Because none of these games matter. I done watched Purdue go down and Tennessee go down twice <laughs> within two weeks. So, so we'll and see. Man, Tennessee's all that don't break it. Tennessee's because they Tennessee. Paul uh, George wants Russell. Westbrook? Yes. Man, look, you already... Got somewhere to live out here in LA. Ain't no point in staying where you at. You know what I'm saying? I know you. I know Utah. 
signed you, but you don't know technically that could buy you out and you can come back to Cali. But I don't think the Clippers are gonna make much noise this year. Anyway. They good, but I think it's really between the Warriors and the Grizzlies. That's what the NBA won anyway. Cause the Warriors been I mean the Grizzlies been talking all year. Um They don't have anything to say. Um, if he goes there, cool. I guess I don't. I don't see Russ helping that team. I would. If I was the Clippers, I would not sign him. But you know, you know, I'm not the billionaire owner who wants people in the seats and um, is trying to outdo the big brother in the um, city. So yeah. Um. Interesting. Me personally, I feel like Russell Westbrook still got juice left. He showed he got juice left. He has the most triple doubles in history off the bench. This man broke records in the Lakers uniform and we still don't even appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So like, I still think he can play at a high level. Russ needs shooting. You put Russ in a system where he can run up and down the court with Paul George. He can run up down the court with Kawhi Leonard and they got defensive people behind them, I think it'll work. Do I think it'll bring a championship to LA this year? Nah, if they fully healthy, which is something we say about Anthony Davis and Kawhi and Paul George and the Clippers, if they fully healthy, I feel like a year or a, like a half a season under his belt with the Clippers, they could be a, a force in the playoffs. You don't wanna see Russell Westbrook coming downhill full speed with the chance to either dunk on you or sit there and pass it to Kawhi or um, Paul George for threes. If you surround him with shooting and you cave in on Russ and you got somebody like them on the outside, it could get deadly. So I like Russ there. I like Russ to the Clippers better than I like him coming to um, LA, coming to Miami with us because we don't have that type of shooting that Russ would fit. And you can't come to Miami with your, with your win, lose, or draw. Let's just have fun. Because Jimmy Butler, Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, Udonis Haslam will punch you in your mouth. <laughs> Literally. So, if you're not coming to win, and that's not your only mentality, then you can't fit with the Miami Heat. Regardless if you see that we winning or not, that's the mindset in Miami. So, if that's not how you coming... And you finna be in the locker room telling everybody just have fun and be happy for the next guy, even when you get your behind beat, then you you need to go to LA where Kawhi and Paul George can miss games and sit there and see their team sinking and don't care. That's the type of vibe you need. Mm. Um Tom Brady, AJ Green, and JJ Watt are all retiring. What a year. <laughs> That's crazy. Because we pretty much seen most of their whole career. Like, from beginning to end. Granted, um, apparently we're supposed to hate Tom Brady and his family because his last game in college was uh, him beating Alabama in the Orange Bowl, the 2000 Orange Bowl, but I don't feel that way. I did not know that. Yeah. That was the year we beat Florida in the SEC Championship. Uh, Just had to throw that in there. <laughs> 
Of course. You know, there's a VHS somewhere at my mama's house of that game. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> 32 to 13. 32 to 13 in the Georgia Dome. Roll Tide. Uh, but anyway, shout out to these three gates. Goats. Um, I was watching a Flimmo Raps video. I think, because um, he's a Bengals fan, and of course he was going to talk about AJ Green retiring. But um, I feel like he has a case for the Hall of Fame. He just played in Cincinnati for most of his career. Like, I don't know. He got the numbers, though. I think it was six straight thousand-yard seasons in the guard. And then had another couple thousand-yard seasons. He had a great start to his career. He just got hurt. I mean, I feel like he'll get in there eventually. He's just not first ballot. But those other two are definitely. Shout out to those other two. <laughs> Has he ever been all pro? Who? AJ Green. Yes. Yes. I feel like we just go Hall of Fame. I haven't looked at his resume. I don't know. I haven't looked at his resume. He might be. I don't know. I just. If you just. If somebody first says AJ Green, your first thought is in Hall of Fame. That's Mm -hmm. all I'm saying. But, um, shout out to him. Shout out to JJ Watt. First ballot Hall of Famer. Shout out to Tom Brady. First ballot Hall of Famer. Um, he should just have the Hall of Fame by himself, though. I don't think people should get elected with him. That's why Aaron Rodgers doing it. No cap. I mean, Aaron Rodgers said, yeah. I don't care if I got to get... I don't care what y'all got to do with me. I am, I am playing next year. <laughs> I have not retired in the same year as him. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I feel like um, all of them were really good to great players. I feel like... Um, shout out to the fact that my boy Julio outlasted AJ Green. Even though I know he's probably going to retire. They both started brittling up at the same time. Okay. But I remember... For a long time, there was a debate about who should have been the first receiver taken between Julio and AJ Green. I feel like Julio won that debate. I mean, neither one got a ring. <laughs> Only one played in one. So. Only one can say that they gave up a 28-3 lead. Did he? Did he? I feel. I remember him toe tapping on the sideline and people saying, "Well, that did it." No, yeah. I was like, I was never with people. That's wild. You know, if they run the ball, never mind. Like, it's not Matt Ryan's fault, though, right? Um, I don't know, man. I feel like at that point, you are the MVP. That's the head coach's fault. You are the MVP. You know a dunk call when you see a dunk call. And then you take a sack. Come on, if you don't check it in the line, come on now. Come on now. Uh, it is his fault. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about this 28-3 lead for the last three days. <laughs> Since the Super Bowl. <laughs> that man was there upset. I was like, you know. Boy, I was. I it could have been the Falcons. <laughs> could have been worse. <laughs> could have been, been the Falcons. <laughs> Thank you for that interesting <laughs> perspective. Hey, man. 
I came in here, I was like, bro, you see why I don't put money on the NFL, bro? Because I was there, the, the Eagles were, what, one and a half point favorites going into that game. There was no reason they should have lost. But here we are. Anyway, back to AJ Green and uh, JJ White and Thomas Edward, Patrick Brady Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of them well deserved. They all deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in my eyes. Tom Brady, JJ Watt, first, first ballot. But AJ Green, he definitely deserved a, a shot at the Hall, though. And good luck on retirement, guys. Now we picked endings, and I picked the ending question for this week was, of course, it being a Super Bowl, what was your favorite commercial and um, your favorite Rihanna song? Or, yeah, song. Um, um, you can never go wrong with a Doritos commercial. They got the uh, Super Bowl commercials on lock. And um, I forgot who. It was one commercial that they paid all that advertisement to, like, shame somebody but whatever um i'm still gonna go with the doritos commercial and for my favorite song i'm gonna have to go and run this down i was in there hype bro. shout out to rihanna she did the whole show by herself no guests none of it just her <laughs> you know she got a lot of features she definitely did it by herself but she messed the field up apparently but the nfl tell her even though it was trash in the first half too but, you know shout out to the nfl you gotta follow the narrative. It ain't their fault that they spent two years on trash grass. <laughs> uh, favorite commercial of the Super Bowl, period. I think that was the Super Bowl. I mean, what what do you mean, period? Like, are you mean like of all time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Super Bowl commercial. I mean, if you have a best Super Bowl commercial of all time, that that works, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I ain't really. Ain't no Super Bowl commercial really stood out to me. The one with Sauce Gardner. Shout out to Break. I mean, the one with Sauce Gardner and Jalen Ramsey was pretty funny. Yeah, I saw, like, you know how people try to hype up commercials now. So I saw the trailer for the commercial, which is a concept. But um, I didn't see the actual commercial. Well, I might have saw it. I just don't remember seeing it. But, um... Shout out to... I guess... Oh, what are you doing? My bad. Uh, and uh, my, my favorite Rihanna song. But let me say this first. Rihanna, shout out to you for uh, actually coming back out and being seen for the first time in seven years. Um, <laughs> you know, like... It was it was great to see you. It was great to see you come back and do what you do, hit a bops that you had back in the day. Um, it was unfortunate to see that you was pregnant again. Okay. Um, but congratulations. Yeah. Uh, your lip syncing was on key, and you did what you could as a pregnant woman, and you did great. It just it just wasn't. 
amazing. Like I thought it would be. But my favorite Rihanna song is Man Down and Disturbia, Woo, and Work. Hey, man. Stephen A. tried to tell you she ain't no Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he did say that. He did say that. Hey, man. I don't think Beyonce was out here touring when she had kids on the way. She did. I could have been wrong. She was out there doing the Formation song. She was. That's how she announced it. Yep, at the Super Bowl. Mm. Ah, okay. Y'all got it. Y'all know more about Beyonce than I do. I clearly don't care. Hey, man, that was the Super Bowl. That was the Super Bowl. I mean, still Beyonce. I really didn't care that much. (laughs) I knew she was doing it. I was... I watched it. I watched it um, the other day on Facebook. I just don't understand the lip syncing part, though. Like, you at the Super Bowl, you better sing your heart out. Why is you lip syncing? I mean, she was singing. She, was singing. she had accompanying vocals. Yes, she Guys, literally was singing. She was not singing. She literally was singing. She, <laughs> she literally was singing. She was not singing. She, got, okay. she was saying but, um, words. She was not singing. You are... Wow, she, she definitely was saying certain parts of the song, but she was not singing. And that's she was the, singing some of it, was, but she wasn't singing. Like yes, that's, that's singing, no, dude. You just said, what part of accompanying? If you uh, if you just said vocals, words, did you not if, get? Obviously, she's not gonna sing the whole part because that would defeat the part, the point of having accompanying vocals. She was lip singing. It's okay. <laughs> and Uncle Charlotte said it best. Why? I understand because she's prone to not have the most vocal, the prettiest vocals. So hey man, sounds like y'all are a bunch of haters. Uncle I, Charlotte is a hater. Uh yes. I um, mean, did you I, expect me to not say yes because I, think, I like him? I no, Uncle he's Charlotte, a hater as well. I think Uncle Charlotte is. Very <laughs> he's one of the biggest haters that we all know. Yes, he's a hater on Drake, but I don't. I was talking about him. He hate on Drake, but I think for most people, he's very like just honest. So with that, I, I kind of agree with him. But that's not taking nothing away from Rihanna, though. I mean, but you also have to keep in mind that he's whatever the hell he is. Pinkett knows whatever. Um, so Pinkett keep that in mind Winfrey as well. Carter. He did what? He's a Pinkett knows Winfrey Carter. Yes. So what is that? Some BS he made up to basically say that he's a in the beehive without saying he's in the beehive. Keep that in well, mind. Well, I almost said so. We have to get rid of the recording. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. Uh. I would. I would. Um. I would say that, given all the circumstances that were surrounding Rihanna coming back, I thought that it was a very great performance. I don't know what y'all were expecting from Rihanna. I. Y'all act like Rihanna was just Michael Jackson or somebody. Nobody ever said that she was a great dancer, a great singer, a great performer. We like her music. So, I mean, I don't I don't understand what y'all want. But that's what, what you need at the Super Bowl. I mean, no, that's what you want at the Super Bowl. That's you what you need. need so what, what's the point of a Super Bowl performance if you're not um, going to have a performance? To, to listen just, to the music, just, just, vibe out to it, and say, oh, this was great. So I like the music. I know every single one of these songs that she played and it was a great time. So Nobody's sitting there. Have a DJ playing that at the halftime and have everybody just. I mean, you can do that, but they decided not to do that. Nobody said that you couldn't do that. Y'all are the ones that are putting all these extra expectations on it, like but it's it, not a simple concert. But it, it, just because it's at the Super Bowl, just because there are millions of people at home watching it, 
Doesn't mean it's not still a concert. Yes, it's a concert. Okay, so what did you expect from a Rihanna concert? What she gave you. So I don't understand, like, what all this... I don't... Like, y'all are acting like she wasn't seven years out of the game. Like, she didn't just have a child and she's pregnant again. Again, that ASAP, contrib- that contrib- please. That contributes to a lackluster please. performance. That's not, not, so, that's not insulting again, her pregnancy or I mean, insulting I don't, her. I don't... I mean, nobody's... I didn't say y'all were insulting her. I'm just saying y'all are sitting here and trying to act like none of this has any factor on it. It do, but I mean, but, that's why I'm saying, like, it could... It's just... It, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was trash, but it's... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's uh, due to things like she can't control that's are beautiful outside of the realm of just performing. Yeah, it's beautiful outside the realm of performing, but if I'm just talking I'm, about the performance... I'm more willing to hear good. this from you because you do this, but all the people who get tired singing in the bathroom, in the shower, I don't want to hear nothing from y'all because y'all, y'all can't have a two-minute con- converse, uh, concert because you know you ain't in the shower for more than two minutes. But, um, so let, let's stop all that. Rihanna did her thing. She... She gave us a great concert for what we were, well, for what most people who actually listen to and have seen Rihanna concerts on YouTube and, like, actually listen to Rihanna were expecting. Like, nobody... She did a great job for her condition. Like, what, 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 what did y'all want her to do? Y'all wanted her to come out there, uh, slide on her belly and um, pop lock, what, like, what, start what, stripping what, like what, Janet what? Jackson? Like, what did y'all want? <laughs> What tell me what y'all wanted, and I, w- I will relay it to her that that's what the people wanted. Like, I don't get it. Like, I would say her going up in the sky all the way up there like that was fine. Exactly. Was fine. Like, can we just can we celebrate the 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 cameraman? Can we do that? The marshmallow like, dancers. No okay, cap. The little the little oompa loompas. <laughs> Shout out to them. Yeah. They said that that was Travis Scott little kids. Like, come on, bro. Well, when I say, <laughs> like, can we please celebrate the like? Why I don't get it, bro. Like, we just want to nitpick and and argue about stuff. Y'all sat there two weeks ago complaining when Stephen A. Smith did it, then did it the, the very next day. Like, I mean, the very next week. I don't get it. Like, y'all just didn't want to hear Stephen A. Smith say it. That's that's fine. Just say that. Just say that. Well, we got to pit two black... Like, that's all y'all did. That's all y'all have done for the past two days <laughs> is pit two black women against each other. I don't... Yeah. But, long way to answer the question. Um, I thought the Doritos commercial with Jack Harlow was okay, I guess. Um, but, I thought that the, the Coach Prime commercial, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, with him and his daughter, his sons, um, an older version of himself. Oh yeah, that was funny. Um, and then the Uber One, I think it was, with um, Diddy doing the jingles. Diddy don't do jingles. Yes, that one was funny. Um, and the song, I don't say my favorite Rihanna song would probably be Love on the Brain. But she didn't do that. Um, so, of the ones she did, I would probably say, um, uh, 
found love in a hopeless place. That is it. That's the name of it. That concludes another episode of your favorite podcast, not another sports podcast. The Bucks beat the Celtics 131 uh, 25. Man, forget the Celtics. Giannis! They ain't playing nobody. Bruh, I'm finna stop picking. I used to start picking the games. They let you pick the games on 2K, basically, for VC if you win. I used to pick them before going to work, but. Now don't nobody play, so I don't even know who, who to pick no more. So I'm finna stop doing that. But yeah, that concludes another episode of your favorite podcast. Not another sports podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon. Make sure you follow me on all those social media sites at Rob And yes, this is Kevin. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Vice City Cavo. Yes, sir. This is Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at this underscore guy eleven. Instagram underscore this guy 11. Follow the sports pages. Not another sports podcast. Um, on Facebook and Instagram. Twitter in underscore a underscore s underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitch, Mr. Underscore Studio Wi Fi. And with all of that being said, guys, make sure you guys are being safe out here. Always. Always. Make sure you guys are washing your hands. Lava te los manos. Always. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. Always. Don't fall for the agendas being pushed out here. Never, ever. Ever, 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 ever. And get in the shower for more than three minutes. Please. Mm. Wash. Wash up. Wash up. Good, good. And um, don't fall for none of the agendas being pushed out here. I don't know if I just reset that. But it needs to be reset. <laughs> Please, though, because there's a lot. There's a lot of agendas being pushed. It's 2023, and we still deal with that. So, um, with all of that being said, go Gators. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Yes, sir. Shout out to Lamar. <laughs>